This is Resonance 104.4 FM. My name's Jack Thurston and you're listening to The Bike Show. Today we're looking at the Paris-Roubaix race from last Sunday and talking bike politics and critical mass. Joining me in the studio today is Rakan from Critical Mass. Welcome to the show. Hi. Did you have a good ride in? Yeah, yeah it was great. Yeah. And um, we're going to be talking about the 11th birthday of Critical Mass, isn't it? Yeah, which is next week, next Friday. Well, that's going to be a little bit later in the show. Before then, we're going to be look- going to France and the French-Belgian border for one of the great rides of all time. And it's the Paris Roubaix classic, over run it over a hundred years. And this year, I went out there. And the reason I went out there was because I'd seen a film called A Sunday in Hell, which was made about the 1976 ride. And it's a Danish film made by Jürgen Lett, and it's one of the greatest films made about bicycling I've ever seen. Totally inspirational. And I thought, well, I've seen this. I'm going to have to go and see it for real. And we now have a little section of the film um, to whet your appetite. What gives Paris-Roubaix its reputation as the hardest and most fascinating of all classic one-day races is the drama which always accompanies the last part of the course over the infamous L'Enfer du Nord, the hell of the north. This hell consists of some primitive, narrow country roads with centuries-old cobblestones, Les Pave du Nord, roads no longer used for ordinary civilised traffic, but only for the driving of cattle and for a bicycle race. A truly legendary course. Year after year, this hell is the setting for a veritable Dante's Inferno with incredible tortures and even martyrdom. Sometimes the roadside is transformed into a quagmire and the cobblestones into a skating rink. And this hell has become the home ground of the Flemish supermen. An exclusive affair reserved only for the strongest. Well, that's a little bit from Sunday in Hell. And inspired by that, I went out to see what it was really like. It's a Sunday morning in northern France and William Greswell, a bike show regular, and I piled up here 
last night in the car and arrived in a field outside the town of Valenciennes after dark and uh, put up our tent. And um, already by the time we've woken up this morning, there's a sort of flurry of activity along the route. How long is it until the riders going to come through here, William? I think it's probably another six or seven hours yet. I think we've got, we got a little bit of a weight on our hands still uh, for a few hours. So I think there's a lot of build-up still to happen. Well, there's people out walking because it's, well, it's about 11 o'clock on a Sunday morning. People are out walking. It's pretty chilly. It rained all night. And uh, the road surface, this is the famous pave or cobblestones of, um, of Flanders. Um, these are actual cobblestones, but they're in a rural they're rural lanes with, that are made with cobblestones. So there's not really anything equivalent to that in England, is there really? Not really. I've never seen anything like it myself. I mean, um, I, I suppose, is it an equivalent of the of footpaths or sort of agricultural lanes or something in, 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 in England? But I mean, but if, yeah. we, if we take a closer look, I mean, these are great big cobblestones. Apparently the Flemish expression for cobblestones is child's head. So the sensation is riding over 10,000 heads of children. If we go right down, we can check it out. I mean, this is wet. It's a bit slippery because there's mud in between the... Uh, in between the cobblestones and there's an incredible camber i mean these are these are in a rough state they're not they're not beautifully preserved at all are they no they're really rutted and um yeah we, we drove along here last night and it was it was a bit alarming for the old rover and um, we bottomed out a couple of times and you know there are potholes a lot of them are loose it's quite muddy you know it's pretty lethal and these guys have got to go about 30 miles over this cobblestone in a total race of about 180 miles is it something like that yeah i mean um i don't know the exact distance but you know it's a it's a proper criterion distance i mean it's it's a long old race you know well, well they call it the queen of the classics and um it was founded in 1896 by two textile manufacturers from the town of Roubaix, which is i think a pretty small town just outside lille i, I think it's yeah. probably most biggest claim to fame is this race no i think that's right i mean it's a suburb of lille really and you know lille is not the most attractive town in the uh, in in france and uh, i think Roubaix is an equally unattractive suburb it's been won by fausto coppi and francesco moser from italy uh, roger de vlamic is the champion with four wins and eddie merck's got th is a amongst a bunch of riders who've got three wins but who do you think is um in the running this year well, they say that uh, Tom Boonen, the um, Davitamon rider, uh, has a good chance this year. Um, but he's know, he's a phlegm, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. I think he's yeah, yeah. He's a Belgian. So, um, but I think for for us, it's pretty cool this year because Roger Hammond, who, who's um, our own British hope, uh, came third last year, and uh, despite a broken thumb, he's taking the start line this year. And you know, he, who knows? I mean, he, he's him in a show. He came third last year. He's got to be him in a show. And he's going to ride fifty kilometres over these hellish cobblestones with a broken thumb. Well, you've got to be insane to do the race anyway. What's it gonna, what difference is it going to make to have a little, break, little uh, fracture on your hand?
William and I are sat down in a betting shop come bar in the local village and um, we're going to take a beer. Oh look, it's the Cyclo Club Olnoy and there's an amazing array of trophies in the corner. Yeah, it's the club. So we, we found the club cafe for Olnoy Les Valenciennes, which is the nearby village to the pave where we're watching. And um, yeah, there's loads of people here. I think they're putting a few bets on the horses, but we're going to try and find out if we can put a bet on Roger Hammond. But first a beer, I think, as it's just gone 11. Well, it's um, 20 past one. The race has already begun, but we wouldn't know it here because we're around a barbecue stand joining a couple of spectators. What's your name? My name is Joe. And why are you here? Why are you here? Because we, we're a great supporter of Tom Boonen and we work also in the company Latexco. That's the second sponsor of the cycling team, uh, Quickstep Energetic. And that's Tom Boonen's team? Tom Boonen's team, yes it is. And what makes this race such a special race? A uh, special race, I think it's tradition. And I don't know how many times is this race... Uh, More than 100? More than 100, yes, I think so. Yes. And it's a hard race. It's a hard race. Yes, the, the toughest guy wins today, I think. One of the toughest guys wins. It's it's an honest race. And tell me a bit about your barbecue. My my barbecue. Now I'm. Uh, it's a fantastic creation here. There's a there's a there's about a huge load of wood at the front, and then charcoal at the back. I mean, it's the really the perfect barbecue. You stay warm, and you eat well. Yes, but then also need uh, some drinks because it's very hot here. So I need a beer and a barbecue. Now uh, I'm preparing some uh, some pork meat with, with onion, so uh, it will be delicious. Within uh, 10 minutes it will be ready and, and then you can taste it. Okay, is the danger that um, Tom Boonen will be a little bit hungry when he comes down here and he'll stop? He, uh, he has to eat some uh, energetic food. I think Tom Boonen, I don't, I don't uh, think he can eat this because his stomach would a little bit be aching when he has to drive, uh, I don't know, still uh, 100 kilometers from here I think. Now we're here at that kilometer 150, I think. Yeah, 150. They've still so got at least 100. two hours yes. to go. Two hours racing. Yeah. The sounds of the publicity caravan going by. And it's a whole retinue of uh, vans, and they're all throwing little gifts, pens and hats and t-shirts out the windows for all the, all the supporters who are on the side of the road. What have you got with you? I've got myself a Credit Lyonnais little, uh, little backpack, which uh, looks remarkably like the thing of great danger which caused uh, Lance Armstrong to uh, be derailed on the... Uh, someone, someone, two years ago. Someone had one of these, one of these bags and they were too close to, to, to the riders and it, it, it got caught on his wheel, did it, or something, or his handlebars. Yeah, it got caught on his handlebars. He went straight over the handlebars and uh, ended up on the turf. So uh, I'm surprised they still have them. There's some amazing little uh, quad bikes going past now. I don't, God knows what they're promoting, but uh, they look like ideal things for the Tout Material. That's the sort of French B and Q, is it? I reckon it must be something like that. <laughs> hello, hello. Yeah, uh, Frank, we're going over to the helicopter. Yeah, I can't wait to the micro. And uh, yeah, we're going over to the cassette. Yeah. 
Daar gaan we! Hoe is het met Franco de Kasseisterke? Ja, het is hier wel moeilijk gehoord. Ja, daar gaat Van Pienham weer! Van Pienham valt weer al! En van bonen, 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 bonen. Het kan van bonen. Well, we stood on the side of the road, and uh, any minute the head of the race is going to be coming through. It's quite difficult to figure out what exactly is going on because all the commentary we're hearing is in Flemish, which I don't understand. Various photographers on the back of motorbikes are coming past us and team cars with spare bikes. There's a helicopter above. We've chosen a particularly treacherous part of the pave. They're going to come clattering past. No idea how fast. But I think it's going to be frightening. Seen them go past, and do you have a better idea why they call this the head of the north? They look really unhappy, some of those boys. There were sort of tongues sticking out, sort of permanent frowns, and just general looks of pain. Covered in blood and mud. Yeah, exactly. There was a lot of injuries already happened, and just, you know, there's just stuff flying around everywhere. It's horrible. And the focus on their faces looking at the road, I mean, it's just absolute, isn't it? Yeah, it's, they're completely fixated on, you know, they've got like this field of view of like 10 meters in front of them, every single cobble, they're just picking out the route. It's amazing. They're quite a noise as they go past. Yeah, the rattling is just extraordinary. You can see their arms just shaking off. I mean, it's mad. Isn't and they see the chains bouncing up and down. Yeah, exactly. It's really dangerous. The riders who are still at the back of the course. Yeah, they're really strung out now. I think there's been quite a few um, mechanicals and, and stuff. Um, on previous cobble sections, so they're really, really strung out. I mean, the, the leading group was probably three minutes ahead of the peloton, something like that, So, and they were a group of 10, so the, the winner's gonna come from there. Well, we've got a bit of rain starting now, so what's the game plan? I think we're gonna head for um, one, of the, one of the very last sections of cobbles. I think we can probably make it if we're quick enough. It looks like we can get back on the course. Uh, Carrefour de Labra, that's where we're going. So we're heading off on the, on, in the car, and we'll try and uh, 
catch up with them in a little while. là à 4 ou 5 et ils ont quand même creusé le trou par rapport à l'avant de ce peloton à 78 km de l'arrivée décidément encore un beau coup de panache ils sont 5 devant avec dans la roue ce serait Lars Mikkelsen le coureur danois de l'équipe CC il y a également George Incapi et Magnus Backstead le vainqueur de l'année dernière ça c'est une toute belle brochette hein. et on avait vu Tom Bonen fort attentif à l'entrée de ce secteur pavé on se disait et eh bien dans une minute ça fait quelques secteurs pavés comme ça qu'il vient se placer devant en deux ou troisième position chaque fois pour aborder le pavé nous préparait-il quelque chose ou était-il tout simplement attentif et eh bien Tom Bonen il préparait quelque chose ou en tout cas il, euh, il pensait il pensait well, we've made it in good time to what looks like a pretty popular spot to watch the closing stages yeah I'm really excited this is the really famous uh, Carrefour de Laba the, the meeting point for all the Flems Going to watch the race, and uh, yeah, it's packed, and everyone's uh, been bearing it up all day. They're pretty rowdy. There's a couple of uh, heavy goods vehicles filled with beer and people and big screens. Yeah, I know. <laughs> like I said, I think they've been going since early in the morning, and uh, they've got a bit of an atmosphere going. I think they're rooting for Tom Boonham, but I don't know. Uh, we haven't seen a commentary for a while, so we don't know where he is. But we think he's in the leading group. I think, according to the radio we heard earlier. And this pave is had a little dose of rain so it's a little bit more slippery and that somehow the um, the uh, cobblestones look a bit more polished don't they than earlier on yeah I think they've been used a bit more um, and like you say they look a bit lethal now it's been raining for about the last hour drizzling I mean stop now but it's, I think it's still going to be pretty greasy when they come by it's, um, yeah and we're on a corner as well so uh, we've, we've done the we're from the Ski Sunday uh, school of uh, school of sports watching we're just here for the crashes We've just seen the first four riders go past and in a flash of an eye 
anybody, I saw a quick step at the front. Yeah, there was definitely a Discovery rider there as well, but I don't know if it was Roger Hammond. And so these must be the group from which the winner is drawn, because there's a huge gap now to the next chasing group. Yeah, I don't think the, uh, I think the chasing group has a chance now. Yeah, it's well over a minute now, maybe two so far. So, uh, so yeah, it's going to come from those first four, definitely. They looked in pain. They really did. <laughs> I was amazed. It really is grim. We've got about five more riders coming through now in a chasing pack. first 30 or 40 riders through and I'm still none the wiser about who's winning or who's losing. I haven't got a clue mate. I have not got a clue. <laughs> I have to head to a bar to get the TV coverage. Yeah, we've got to find a TV somewhere nearby. Yeah, I mean they're so spread out. There's no such thing as a peloton really. I don't know. Actually I can see in the distance a bit of a group of 20, 20 riders or so still to come through but they don't, I don't think they're going particularly hard. I think once you're this far back at this stage, you're pretty much entitled to uh, coast in. Yeah, I think that's right. I think finishing is the key at that point. I, think, um, I imagine a lot of people have pulled out, but the, the will to just finish the thing it must be really, really strong in these riders. Those were the sounds of last Sunday's Paris-Roubaix race, recorded for The Bike Show on Resonance 104.4 FM. And for anyone who's interested, Tom Boonen did win, um, and Roger Hammond, the British rider who was taking part with a broken hand, came in um, towards the back of the group, but he was not among the uh, 90 or so riders who actually had to retire from the race. If you can see the film, A Sunday in Hell, you'll be amazed and you'll want to get out there next year or just go straight out there. But if you can't make it out to Paris-Roubaix but you still want to do some riding in a large group of people and a lot of fun um, and have that real community feeling of, of bicycle enthusiasts, nothing is better than critical mass. And I'm joined uh, today in the studio by Rakan, who's a critical mass regular. And um, well, tell me, for anyone who doesn't know, what is critical mass? Critical Mass is basically just an informal gathering of um, cyclists who meet up on the last Friday of every month, both in London and, and in cities all around the world, just to basically they meet up and they socialise a bit together and then they go out and cycle around the centre of town uh, just as one large group in a safe, fun environment. And where did it start? Well, it, start, it started in San Francisco about 11 or 12 years ago. Um, yeah, and then it kind of slowly spread all around the world. And is it a political thing, a cycle activist thing, do you think, or is it a fun thing, or I, both? I think it's mostly a fun thing, but it can be both, obviously, because everyone comes with their own objectives, and there's no kind of group aim. Everyone is there for their own reasons and has their own message. But I think mostly it's about fun and kind of celebrating bicycles. And how did you get involved? Uh, I got involved uh, about 
three or four years ago now on a, a special ride, which was kind of a climate justice ride. And then I heard about the monthly ride there and, and started going along where I discovered it was really great fun. And does yeah. it vary from month to month? Yeah, definitely. It varies. It varies a lot because the rides kind of sometimes have different themes. Um, they can be based around stuff like events going on at time, like, say, climate justice issues or uh, remembering cyclists who've been killed recently on the roads in London or just for fun. And, of course, they change throughout the seasons as well, with different numbers of people turning up. Yeah, if it's pouring with rain, you don't get too many people. I mean, I've been on a few um, in the mid-90s um, and then in San Francisco when I was there in, from about 97, I went on some and it got pretty hairy. And I think the police actually managed to ban the ride at one point and they arrested a lot of people. But I did go on the ride in January and um, here are a few of the sounds that, um, that uh, I managed to record. There's a lot of bells and a lot of horns and people kind of cheering along. Yeah, and music as well. People build sound systems and bring along their own music to play. So it gives the whole ride a, a nice kind of fun atmosphere with, yeah, a lot of now- noise and sound. And what this month's one is a special one. Yeah, this is the 11th birthday. Ne- next Friday, we've been going for 11 years now. Um, last year, it was the 10th birthday and it was an amazing ride because there were loads of people, hundreds of people, and also lots of special things people brought along cake and there are free t-shirts and flags and even a samba band on bikes but it's not actually organized by anyone is it because when you you got in touch with me about coming on a show it was not i am representing critical mass it's just because it doesn't work like that does it no no not at all um critical mass is not a group such it's more of a tactic it's just uh, an event which happens and anyone can come along there's no membership and you don't have to pay or anything so and yeah everyone just comes to themselves and of course I only speak for myself and not for the ride as a whole or everyone else on the but ride. But you do have a website that you set up haven't you? Yeah there's a website uh, it's criticalmasslondon.org.uk which I set up a couple of years ago just to let people know about the ride and publicize it. And so the birthday ride this month is not this Friday but the following Friday that's yeah, the 29th of April and at, uh, say, 6 o'clock on South Bank, outside the NFT, under Waterloo Bridge. And how will uh, we spot you? What sort of bike do you ride? Um, I ride a beautiful purple bike. So, yeah, look out for that. <laughs> All right. Well, it's coming to the end of the show. And um, thanks very much, Rakan, for coming on. I'll definitely try and make it to, uh, to, to Critical Mass. I think next week we've got um, a guest coming in talking about the anti-G8 uh, cycle ride um, cycling from London to um, Glen Eagles in June Um, so uh, tune in for that and uh, otherwise you can listen to archived uh, bike shows on the web at www.unstablesound.net slash bike html you can send emails to the show at bike at gmail.com that's bike at gmail.com and we'll be back same time next week 1.30 until 2 on a Monday afternoon we don't care we don't mind
Can have the cat. 